Hello, friends. How are you? I'm glad that you're here. This is a great show about wrestling. And you didn't even, you didn't join in. Why didn't you join in? That was great. That was great. Oh, fuck. Yeah, great show about wrestling. Welcome. Yes. Yeah, so let's get to it. So AEW yes. started off with their show. And their opening match was the Owen Hart Qualifier match. You're really not going to go with me on this one, are you? No, but it was three of them. That's why. I'm forgetting the order right now. It was three matches, right? Okay. It wasn't the Adam Cole one, right? Because Adam Cole was the main event. Yes. So, okay. It started off with Sam Wajo. Sam Wajo came out and said, all right, who's the Joker? And all day, I lied to you not, all day, it literally was like 80 different people that people were speculating. One was Claudio Castanoli. They're like, it's got to be Cesaro. And we was all like, yeah, it's going to be Cesaro. Then it was like, Natty started teasing Davey Boy Smith Jr. Like, yeah, it could be him. It could be him. And other people had all these other expectations. And at... You ruined it already. I was, I was going to say it. I was going to make the build up and you jumped all over it. But uh, Never mind. He, he already ruined it. But I was going to say that AEW put out a tweet that said that Johnny Gargano was there. But that wasn't the case because it was Johnny Elite, which wasn't that Johnny. It was John Morrison. <laughs> now, okay. Now, all right. You, we watched it together. Yeah. Did yeah. you, wait, did you hear the pop that he got? And did you honestly, did you honestly think that they popped because they knew it was him? Not even joking. It just came up on the screen and said Johnny Elite. And he got this huge pop. Did you think that they were popping for him or they was popping for Gargano? Now that you said that, I'm not sure. Because Johnny Elite, I would think it's clear that it's John Morrison, Johnny, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, whatever the hell you want to call him. He had so many Johnnies with that shit. Like, it's, I would think it's pretty clear. But okay. then again, you know what I mean? He might change his name or whatever when he goes somewhere. Although, that's his real name, Johnny Gargano. You know? Okay, so here, here's what like made me prompt to that visceral reaction being that people thought it was Johnny Gargano because everybody literally was like, oh my God, it's Johnny Gargano. Like we were already thinking in our heads, oh, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano. And when it mm-hmm. said Johnny Elite, they could have just thought, oh my God, that means Johnny is signed to Elite. No one put together Johnny Elite being John Morrison. So it was like, that was an immediate pop. AEW even tweeted out like minutes like, Johnny Gargano's here. And it's like, no. With a picture of John Morrison <laughs> under it. Like, no, that's not him. Wrong Johnny. And it was just, like, really fuck. Like, it was really weird because, like, if you heard the crowd, it was like they all popped. And then it was, like, this weird little, huh? Yeah, I guess. But it was like this, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't as hot. It, it just like, it was there and it was like, oh. Like, I feel like it was like, and somebody said this online, which like, we have been conditioned to over and over and over, over the last year and a half. We have conditioned ourselves to find something on the internet, think about this situation and go, this would be great. And the company, this one or WWE, will not give us that exact thing, but they'll give us something different. And we'd be like, oh, they let us down. And it's like, no, we let ourselves down by actually getting hyped up for something that we thought would be produced. And it's not. So like that's what I kind of was like. Oh yeah, I mean, this is this was our fault for hyping it up to be who we thought it could be, and then when they didn't deliver, it's like, oh well, that sucked. No, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, and that's been a thing for like the wrestling community for like over a year. Like since the pandemic was over, and like all of these like teases and surprise, we all just immediately like okay, we're all going to get worked up and hype over this thing that we think is going to happen. And then, like, when it happens and it's something different, it's like, that's not what we wanted. I don't like this. <laughs> this sucks. This fucking sucks. Fuck you. And it's like, dude, it's not, like, it's not the company's fault. And a lot of companies get a bad rap for doing what they weren't promised. It's been a couple times WWE teased some stuff and we got hyped up in our heads and we're like, this thing will rock. And then they give us crap. And it's like, oh, well, that thing sucked. And then you hate WWE for it. You're like, oh, WWE sucks. It's like, no, we hyped that up in our head. And that's just like what happened here. Like, people immediately shit on the John Morrison thing was like, oh, no, fuck this guy. And it's like, dude, we hyped that up in our heads. This wasn't them saying, oh, it's going to be Johnny Gargano. It was like them hyping it up in our heads. Yes, Johnny and Candice and like everybody was teasing that it could be them, but we hyped this up in our heads. We never, like, no one officially said this was it. So, like, that's what I'm like, okay, sometimes we got to chill as wrestling fans. I know that we really go, okay, we can book some stuff better because once we do it, then, like, Everybody catches on to it and be like, yo, this is really cool. Oh my God, this is really dope. And it becomes a cool thing. But at the same time, sometimes that's not what the companies are going for. And like, that's kind of like, sometimes it's kind of our fault. So we have to like just pull back on some of our expectations. And I'm not just talking about for me and Renegade, I'm talking about for everybody. Like, sometimes we expect something, we have to pull back because. Sometimes wrestling companies don't think like we think, and they're like, no, this is what we think this should be, and we're just stuck with the, like, oh, fuck that. that it's like, no, dude, it's like, it's our fault. Like, we shouldn't even get mad. It's our fault we shouldn't think that. Like, so, just cut them some slack. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not their fault. <laughs> yes. So Regardless, we have, I'm happy for John Morrison though. At least okay. he got somewhere to be, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm also gonna get into this because like Morrison and Joe had a match, and like one, like people are so conditioned to like 
own a new debut is supposed to win, new debut is supposed to win, new debut is supposed to win. Not all the time. Like, he's yeah. a new debut. Yes. Great. He shouldn't have won. Joe should win. And that's what yeah. happened. Joe won. Mm-hmm. That's what The other thing is, Morrison fell off for me. Yes. Morrison was, like, his impact in his Lucha Underground run, spectacular. As soon as he came into WWE, he just totally went on cruise control. And I know some people would be like, well, it's WWE's fault, it's WWE's fault. It's both it's both parties' fault. Because it's like, all right, yeah, you can put me on cruise control, but I'm still going to be me. And it's like, that match that he had with Ricochet, the one or two matches he had with Ricochet, he was like, oh, we can kind of see why Morrison is still Morrison. But those were the only flashes, and that was it. There was no more. And it's like, you totally, like, just went garbage. He wrestled in Bloodsport, and he still wasn't as John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact that I am, I love and enjoyed. He was just like Johnny WWE. And I was yeah. like, eh. I was like, eh. And this one, like, people are like, yeah, John Morrison killed it. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, dude, like, that's like that's still watered down Morrison. He has to get back in his groove. Like the last time I saw him in Mexico, he still was like, eh, "I'm just gonna coast through this." And it's like, Doug, I know that you're older. I know that you feel like you like you can do less and look good. But you're John Morrison. Like when you left WWE, you decided to say, "Fuck you guys! I'm gonna show you guys that I am world champion material." He went out and showed the world he was world champion material. He showed people that he could entertain, he could wrestle, and he was better than what people thought. Then he came back to WWE and it was like, oh, I'm just here again. I'm just here. And then you leave immediately and it's like, okay, you should have that same drive you had before. And it's like, no, I'm just going to get back into, huh, my name is John Morrison. I could coast on anything. And it's like, all right, whatever. Like, I want him to step it up, and I hope that in this AEW run, he decides to go, all right, fuck it. I'm going to show everybody that I'm badass, and I'm going to be the top star here. Like, he can do it. He can do it. But, I mean, we just got to see what he does. He just got to regain his passion or something. Because even me, as, like, a huge fan of his, like, I see, like, that match was kind of botchy. He he fucked up here. Yeah, I feel like he's just not... His head's not in it to, like, prove a point to where he used to. And, like, once he gets back to that, then it's like, everybody be like, oh, shit, he's really fucking good. Yeah. Because he did a 450 on... Joe was Joe was in the middle of the ring. He set up the 450. And Morrison missed the 450. He stretched out and put his hands out. And, like, eh, I got it. But it's like, bro, you missed it. And then, like, you had a slap fight with Joe, and it just seemed off. But it's like, come on, man. Like, you, you're better than this. Like, come on, Morrison. That slap shit was, like, bad choreography. <laughs> yeah. So after Joe won, then Jay Lethal and some of them came out, and they beaten, they beaten him up. And for a second... I thought Morrison was with him, and then Morrison got fucked up. And then I just thought some random people ran out. I literally just said, what the fuck are these random people? Oh, it's the best friend. 
because the best friends was in regular clothes and when they're in regular clothes they look like regular fucking people they don't look like they don't look like wrestlers they don't look like they're like they're badass because they literally dress like they dress like normal fucking humans and that's the weird thing like I'm used to fucking people dressing like, oh, I'm going to style or I'm going to do this. No, they dress like normal fucking humans off the streets. Like, they're literally just like, oh, this this is how you dress outside? Okay. This is how I'm just going to dress back to <laughs> So I'm like, what the fuck are these? Oh, it's them. You legit said that shit out loud, too. <laughs> yeah. And they came out to save Joe, so that's going to go farther in their little storytelling or whatever. So then we got the Bucks backstage and they came to check on the Hardys because Jeff's ribs is taped up. And he's like, Jeff, he's like, oh man, I can't believe you're hurt. And like they're, they're doing all their little bullshit. And then Jeff said, cut the crispy BS. It was like, oh wow, like that's, that's actually funny. And they're setting up for them to fight each other's, which I. Okay, so years ago when they were like in top shape, the Hardys versus the Bucks, great. Now, we're like, where the Hardys are now, they're old people that are still trying to cling on. And the Bucks are stepping into the Hardys as older Hardys. And it's like, I mean, it's not really a, something I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm really hyped to see. It's like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, nobody in this match is in their prime, you know I mean? Like, let's be honest, everybody in this match is old. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, I know people are like, the Bucks are the best tag team in the world. I'm like, yeah, but they're slowly growing out of their prime, and people aren't paying attention to it, but, like, hey, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, they set up for something later on tonight, and we see what it is. And then... CM Punk comes out in abortion rights t-shirt which was actually pretty cool and a lot of people pop for it and the funny part is like he did this before but he did it in Texas and he did it again in Texas because he's really cool (laughs) Phil Brooks is great yes so Takashi Takeska versus Hangman Page. This match was awesome. Yeah, I just about to say this match was alright. This match was awesome. Hangman was getting fucked up by Takashi and he was beating the shit out of him. Like this match was like like it was a couple times we thought that Hangman lost and was like, oh shit. But Hangman did win because he is the champion and he hit the GTS on Takashi, one, two, three. Hangman wins. I set up more of the CM Punk Hangman story. And then after the match, what? Hang, no, I was going to say, Hangman didn't beat up so bad in this match. Like, this is the fucking title. Because if he, he loses that fucking title, like, what the fuck? That would have been funny if he would have lost the title to him, but, like, it was really. Like the match was really good. Like this, like this was match of the night. Like, this yeah. was match of the night. Like it stole the fucking show. And like, yeah, it was like super dope. But after the match, 
Punk and Hangman had a little stare down and they just were standing there looking at each other and it was really funny. Like, okay. How do you feel going how do you feel going into the main event? How do you feel? Who do you do you think Punk is gonna beat Hangman? Or Hangman's definitely beating Punk? Like, it keeps changing for me. At first going in, I'm like, okay, Hangman got this, Hangman got this. Then I switched over, Punk got this. Now I'm not so sure. You know? Yeah, like, I like I have kind of, like, this is the one match that at this time, like, even getting closer and closer, I'm still not one step closer to picking it going, yes, yes, that's the cha- that's my champion. Like, I'm nowhere closer to it because I have a feeling like Punk needs to win the title because, like, he should win it now because he's back, blah, 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 all these little characteristics. But also, Hangman should be a long-running champion. But, like, it's, like, so many little factors. And it's, like, I don't know where I stand on this. And I'm just, like, I'll just leave it up to chance and leave that as just, like, an unpickable match because it's, it's like little pieces that you see and you're like, hmm, well, if Punk wins, then you can have this, this, and this. But if Hangman keeps the title, you also have this, this, and this. Hmm, I don't know where to go. So I just leave, like I said, I'll leave it up to chance. Yeah, I agree. So then we get an interview with the Nashville native Fuego Del Sol and his tag team partners, Uno and Five, so no, they're gonna have oh well Uno and Ten number 11 <laughs> so they're gonna face the House of Black like okay cool so then we have Limitless Swerve take on um the Wingmen or the Hookup Party whatever they're called uh, the Work Horsemen okay the Work Horsemen and Limited Swerve beat them with the Swerve Bomb. And then we get Ricky Starch and Hob comes out. So they're like, yo, we're going to beat y'all asses. And then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus come out and they say, hey, triple threat at the pay-per-view. And I'm like, seen it coming. And then Christian goes... Yeah, I was just about to say that the funny part, Christian, the one actually said that. And yeah. if you get it, something that you've been saying for the longest, mm-hmm. it, like, like it get hinted more and more at it. Fucking uh, Jungle Boy, he he like he looked at him. He was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, it's like uh, um, Jungle Boy wasn't down for that. Like, no, no, Christian no. The match. No, no, no. Jungle Boy was okay with it. The thing that Jungle Boy wasn't down with was with Christian putting him in a triple threat singles match next week. He would like, when he said that, he was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you just put me in a tag match. Now you're putting me in a singles match a few days before this? What are you doing? And I immediately, like, just putting that together the way he has it. It's like, he's going to fucking be, he's going to win the triple threat match next week. He's winning that. I can tell Mm -hmm. you that right now. He's winning. They're losing the tag team titles at double or nothing. Like, yes. they're definitely losing. And as soon as that happens, that's where the friction between Christian and Jungle Boy starts. 
Like, it's either going to happen the night of the show or the week after. It's definitely happened after that because as soon as they lose the tag titles, Jungle Boy's definitely going hill. I don't put my yeah. money on it, it happening on the show. Yeah. And I know people that like, some people are like, oh, it's going to be Christian. It's going to be Christian. I'm like, that's what, that's what's making me start to, to question and go, I think it's going to be Jungle Boy because it's like, it's so obvious. And I know that people go, well, AEW doesn't do it unless they're like, they're definitely going to do this thing. They're not, they're not usually for the swerves. But this is why I think it would be perfect for a swerve. Because if they do it as Jungle Boy, they have a built-in story for this. Because Jungle Boy, from day one, everybody has looked at him as he can't cut a promo, he can't do this, he can't get wins, he can't do this. They kept saying he can't, he can't, he can't, he can't. Once he finally started getting wins, they still look at him like he needs a crutch. And now he's going to be mad because he's like, dude, I finally started clicking and you fuck this up. I'm going to fuck you up. And like, I hope he turns on Luchasaurus. I just hope they break Jungle Boy out and turn him heel. Like, 100%. If they turn him heel, and it's not it's not even at him going against the fans. Because it's just going to be him going against everybody backstage. And like, all the wrestlers. It's like, you keep doubting me. You keep saying I'm not this. You keep calling me this and calling me out here saying this and this and this talking about my girlfriend talking about this you guys I hate each and every one of you guys in the back and I'm gonna beat this shit out of you guys and prove to you that I am better than all of you like if he comes with that energy and literally says that and just turns this into a thing where he's angry at everybody in the back because they doubted him and put so much on him and feel like he can't live up to their standards and he just starts going like that. That's fucking great. And I know somebody's like, dude, you just said earlier, if this doesn't happen, like, no, like, I know that you're all invested because you're hearing it and you're like, that sounds pretty badass. That's like, that's what should happen. But like, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. They probably might just turn Christian. But if they did Jungle Boy that way, my God, that would be like, that's, that's a, that's a star right there. He's, he's, he's taking over. Like the only plot twist, which is sort of mm-hmm. gonna turn here. Like no one would see that coming. Oh, I would hate that so much. I would, I would hate that so much. I would literally yell. I would just yell online. Just <laughs> yes, I hate that. I know. I'm just saying that like nobody would see it coming though. Yeah, that, nobody would see it coming. But like, I would hate the shit out of that. <laughs> so then we get backstage and we see Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. And they remind us again that they once were friends. And if you look at it closely, Red Velvet was about to like get friendly with Chris Statlander, but then Jay Cargill and Kira showed up and said, "Hey, Tony, cut the shit." I was like, "Okay," but like <laughs> it's kind of like she's—it's weird because like she falls in line with uh, fucking Jay Cargill for some goddamn reason. I don't know why. I think it's, it's weird. part of a weird like Wardlow thing where like he works for her now or something. No, I feel like I feel like it's kind of like a weird peer pressure situation because like she yeah. like she was talking, but like she felt like I have to look good in front of her because 
she's a baddie and I want to be a baddie. I want to be accepted. Like that kind of peer pressure thing. It's not like Jade is literally putting pressure on it. It's like she's looking at Jade going, I look up to you and I want to be in your spotlight and I want to be close to you. So yeah, that's that's what I'm feeling. No, that seems about right. Yeah. So then we had the Wardlow whipping set. This this was so weird because like Wardlow's there, Wardlow's he's getting whipped by MJF and he's not moving. He's not moving. He's just getting whipped. He's just getting whipped. He's just getting whipped. And somebody put online was like they put a picture of Cody and they put a picture of Wardlow and they said the virgin pussy with Cody Rhodes getting beaten like crying like a little bitch and the Chad Wardlow and it's like dude like that like it's that like I I don't agree with like I don't agree with that because some pussies out there I mean some virgins out there aren't pussies like they could get their asses beat and beat people's asses so it's not like oh this, <laughs> this, like Cody's a pussy it's, no it's just Cody just Cody just couldn't handle it Cody could handle it and Wardlow could. And it was really funny. Wardlow got beat by MJF. Then fucking Sean Spears beat him. It did like Max is so pissed off. And then they pushed the referee. Max hits him with a low blow. Then they beat him when Wardlow's down. And then Max puts on a ring. This is one thing that also fucks me up. It's like, it's that little ass ring. It's not brass knuckles. How the fuck does it knock you out? I, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. And then Short Spears hits him with the Death Valley driver or the C4, or whatever he calls it. MJF counts one, two, three. And yeah, like, because next week is going to be the cage match with MJF as the referee. I just like, like, everybody is into this because of War, Okay. So everybody's like super into this because of War, though. Yeah. So this is this is this is me right now, and I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna stick with me for the next seven years. And I'm calling seven years because I'm predicting him jumping. But the next seven years, I like MJF to a point. You push too much MJF for me, it starts to become nauseating, and I start to hate it. And that's where we are with this with this program. Like, it was a certain point that you could have just went, okay, boom, we have this story. Let's do the flip. Let's let Wardlow leave. Bam. And everybody is, like, loving it because, oh, Wardlow's finally turning against him. Wardlow's finally turning against him. Yeah, but are you guys not seeing that, like, MJF is just pulling tricks and just talking and talking and talking and running his mouth, just talking shit and just running his mouth, just making these weird stipulations, making all these weird dumbass talk? And it's like, that's like, that's what's supposed to happen with a heel. And I know somebody's like, that's what's supposed to happen. But it's boring as shit to me. And, like, that's what, that's what I started to realize. Oh, it's not that MJF is just really bad. It's just a lot of repetitive, boring bullshit. Like he starts I, off fine. Just, he starts off. Yeah, it starts off fine. Then it's like repetitive, boring bullshit throughout the damn story. And it's like I don't want to see that. Like, come up with something new. Make me entertained. 
And like everybody is just like in love with this Wardo thing. And I'm like, I'm over it because of MJF. Like, I'm not, a, like, I'm not, I'm being honest. I'm not a huge fan of Wardlow. Like, oh my God, Wardlow's like the next big thing. He's Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. I'm not. Like, it's a certain style, it's a certain style of dudes in Russell that I'm just like not a fan of. And I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. Like, like, I see it a little bit, but like, then, like, going through this whole thing, it's like, you're boring the hell out of me. I don't want to see this. I don't care. Like, I don't give a shit. That's how I feel about it. And this feels like a repeat of the fucking Cody Rhodes thing. Like, it's a hundred percent. It's a 100% repeat. It's not even a joke. It's a hundred percent a repeat. It's like, not just, not just the whipping, like everything in general. Cage match, all of it. It's like everything from top to bottom is just a repeat of the Cody Rhodes situation. And it's like, mm-hmm. and to me, it's like, okay, this is AEW. You find new different ways to spin something all the time. And they're just like, oh, well, Wardlow's so over that that happens. And it's like, the fan base are just like, oh my God, Wardlow, Wardlow, Wardlow. And it's like, dog, I'm not going to lie to you. In four months, when Wardlow is set free and he's running a while through AEW, Everybody's gonna be like, whatever, Wardlow, fuck, whatever. And literally just gonna fucking like, the buzz is gonna die out two months after that. And four months later, people are just gonna be like, oh, that's Wardlow again. All right, whatever. And that's how it's gonna feel. Like, it, something has to change with the two of them. Not, not even just the dynamic of Wardlow going free or whatever. Like, shit has to change. Like, like I honestly like 100% would be glad for MJF to go to WWE and I know some people are like oh you're WWE Mark fuck you but I'd be glad for him to go to WWE and the only reason because it would be a whole different landscape and he would have to do like the dumbest stupidest shit that is not the same shit over and over and over again and not just him be trying to be a bigger dick each week which you fall short of like after the first month like it's just like I just like I want him to be different, but like whatever, we're stuck with whatever the fuck we got. So fuck. Yeah. So moving on, then we have Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta, Rapungi Vice, in a challenge, FTR for the Ring of Honor Championships. And what was really funny about that, and like I noticed it's weird for me to just like say. I seen something and it was just like really weirdly carved out because in my mind it went to this but it didn't mean to go to this because it totally slipped my mind. Literally right five seconds after that promo and they was like, yeah, FTR, if you got the ball like accept our challenge. And Kyle O'Reilly was coming out and in my mind was like oh shit, Red Dragon is going to face Rapungi Vice for the ROH title, literally hearing them say fucking FTR was going to face Rapungi Vice, I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. That's Like, my mind immediately went to that and was like, wait, what is Red Dragon doing for the ROH titles? So now it's got me thinking, and I'm like, I don't know. They did have a program later on, which looks like it's going to be their program going into double or nothing, but like, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it was like, huh, like that kind, like that kind of went right in my head. So like, FTR and Red Dragon is 
the direction I'm looking at for something later on. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, that actually sounds hot. Yes. So then, then we get Red Dragon versus I mean not Red Dragon. We get Kylo Riley versus Phoenix. And this was a really good match. And I saw a lot of people immediately go, I didn't know Kyle O'Reilly was this good. I'm like, what the fuck have y'all been watching for over a bunch of years? They're like, yeah, I didn't know he was this good. I'm like, okay. And it was funny because somebody immediately was like, oh my God, we could get to see Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole again. And like, I totally like immediately was like, Oh yeah, they fought and like it immediately went into like time split vision where it went all the way back in time where we're like boop 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 like holy shit this is not this isn't just one thing because it went all the way back to Ring of Honor them fighting over the world title them fighting in New Japan over the world title them fighting in NXT over the world title I'm like wait a minute this is supposed to happen like this is this, this isn't just like a thing. This is like literally set in stone that this has to happen. Kyle O'Reilly has to face Adam Cole at AEW. Like, it's not going to happen in the tournament, but it has to happen. Like, it has to happen. It's set in stone. It happened in every company. It has to happen here. It's set in stone. Like, it's cliche, but they're mm-hmm. destined forever. No yes. They go to. They're always going to wind up in the same company and somehow, some way, they're going to wind up together as a team, but somehow, some way, end up fighting each other. Yes, it's like a fixed point in time. Like you can yeah. do whatever you want; it has to happen in every company. It's a fixed point in time. I'm like, damn, this is like this is a real thing. I didn't even pay attention to that. And for you guys, is wondering, yes, Kylo Riley did beat Phoenix. Like, of course that was going to happen. Like, you thought Phoenix was actually going to win? <laughs> like, he's what? got that whole... Wait, what? Would have been cool, though. But, yeah. It, it would have been cool. But, yeah, he has that whole House of Black thing. It was like, yeah, that's that's going to happen. But, damn, that, that, that was crazy. So, then we had... The Jericho Jerk-Off Society come out and talk to the Blackpool Combat Club and like this was this was so stupid like it was so stupid this was like one of those things where it was like it just totally went off the rails and it just was like this is like where AEW the rest of the show just kind of just went off the cliff because it was like this was a good show and then like you have this and it's like okay what and Jericho with his wizard bullshit and all this. And he's talking about he hoped that Regal die and all this shit. And Santana's a loser. Ortiz is a loser. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And then Regal goes, yeah, I stuck the toothbrush up your ass. And, like, Eddie Kingston is mad because I would be mad, too. It's like, yo, shut up. Let's let's do this. And Jericho's like, we're going to do a stadium stampede. And Moxley's like, nah, cut all this sports entertainment bullshit. And, like, I thought he was going to say the words or give Regal the mic to say the words but they're gonna have a violence match all over the arena which I know is gonna wind up turning into blood and guts after that match 
because the Jericho jerk off society probably gonna win some weird ass, dumb ass, stupid ass way. And then that's how we're gonna get into blood and guts. And we have Regal to say blood and guts, just like his war games. So yeah. Be kind of cool. <laughs> yes. And I love how everybody got mad and like, yeah, they need to cut out the sports and entertainment bullshit. And it's like, dog, this is what you're cheering. Like, shut up. So then we get Matt Seidel and Dante Martin, and they're both talking. And it's like, okay, I don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about doing a tag match. They're like, okay, and against who? And then it just like trails off. I'm like, I don't even know who you guys are supposed to face. So I'm just like, all right, I give up. Yeah, I challenge you guys at Rampage. Which one? Like, a bunch of people out there. (laughs) Yeah, I totally missed that. So then we get Britt Baker. She's in the ring. And she's about to fight the Joker. And the Joker is Maki Ito. And, like, people, like, some people immediately just, like, why couldn't it have been this woman? Why couldn't it have been this woman? Once again, you had your hopes up too high and you got let down. <laughs> yeah. But Maki Ito was a great person to show up because, like, everybody loves Maki Ito. But, like, apparently some people were actually angry that it was Maki Ito. So, whatever. Fuck you guys. Like, me but, personally, I'd rather be like a new debut, whatever. But she wasn't bad by any means. They had a great match. Yeah, I, I, I love, yeah, I love Maki on in AAW. Like, she's like, she's really good and she's really funny. She's really entertaining. She's a mm-hmm. good wrestler. She deserves it. So yeah, like, I wasn't upset at all. I was like, yeah, that's that's right. This fits. Everybody. Yeah, I wasn't upset. yeah, it was like some people just like super angry. And then Tony came out and she was like, "Yeah, me and you next week, Brick." Okay, I'm like. All right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so then we get Tony Schiavone in a ring, and Tony Schiavone's in a ring, and he's talking. And Serena Deeb shows up, and Serena Deeb's is like, he's like, "Shut up, Tony! You're full of shit. I hate you. I hate all of you." And then she just like starts talking all her shit, and then she calls out Dustin Rhodes, and she's talking shit to Dustin Rhodes, and she says a line. And it's so fucked up. Like, it's so fucked up. Because once you dig into the context of this, it's even more fucked up than you would have thought from the beginning. Because she goes, yeah, I even had to get breast implants. The, the satisfied old pervert. And, like, the joke online was, like, the funny part before I get into the series, the joke online was, like, she was talking to Dustin Rose, and Dustin Rose was like, me too. Because, like, I mean, he was going to get it for... Gold does. Not even joking. I'm not joking. Look it up. It was serious. Yeah. But like the funny part about Serena Deeb's doing that, immediately people was like, Yeah, I'm glad that you called him out. I'm glad you called out Vince. And like every one of those posts, every fucking person in the replies said the same goddamn thing. Was like you're talking about an old pervert. You're married to a fucking pervert. You have no room to make that that contradiction. You you're talking about you're married to a pervert. You aren't married to a little per a literal pervert. Someone who got people drunk and fucking molested them. 
This is not me making shit up. Go look it up. It's actually out there. Dude fucking drug people and fucking molested them. It, it, this, this, like, you can't say that. Kill Barry to a fucking pervert. It was so, it was so asinine. It was so asinine. But, yeah, I hate I everything that about that. What? Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say the part that got me though, like she's talking about coming at fucking Dustin, talking about how he's a failure, whatever. Mm-hmm. This chick stumbled on her words saying the word failure. How the fuck you fuck up calling failure? You failed at calling somebody a failure. What the fuck? Yeah, because she's a fucking loser, dude. She's a fucking loser. <laughs> fucking loser, dude. And then Thunder Rosa comes out. The saver, Dustin grabs Thunder Rosa. She elbows him. Thunder Rosa drops a title, and Serena Deeds hits her with the fucking title. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, the fuck? And that immediately, that immediately begged the question for everybody, and I'm begging a question to you right here. Okay. Thunder Rosa's title reign, has it been complete shit, or has it been complete shit? It's been complete shit. Yeah, because, like, the funny part is, like, I wanted to justify it and be like, yo, like, Thunder Rosa is dope. Like, you guys shouldn't do that. And I seen the stats of um, Riho, Hikaru Shida, and Nyla Rose, and Britt Baker. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, Thunder Rosa hasn't done shit with the title? And she's had the title for how long? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that that's that's how I felt. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think I think it's been complete shit. And the like, they need to start because other women mm-hmm. like done a lot more in the same amount of time. Exactly. And it's a shame like the best champion that they had is Britt Baker. Like the best mm-hmm. champion they had was Britt Baker. She was all over the show. She was she was cutting better promos. She was having better matches. She was doing everything better as a champion. And like to go from her and go to Thunder Rosa, it feels like a complete letdown. Thunder yeah. Rosa full Nyla Rose. And that's it. That was it. She fought Nyla Rose and that's it. She won the title off of Britt Baker and she fought Nyla Rose. That's it. That's it, guys. Like, that's seriously it. Sorry. She she needs she needs better. The bad part though, like after this, we're probably gonna go even worse than Ben and Serena Deep. And I don't foresee that being any better. No, I don't think first off, I don't think Serena Deep is winning. I think she's definitely losing. Like Serena Deep is hundred oh, percent losing. Yeah, okay. Thunder Rosa is going to keep the title. Serenity is like completely losing. She's just in there just to be in there. I like, I don't like, I know that Britt Baker is probably going to be the one that wins the Owen Hart tournament and like probably say, hey, now I deserve a title match and like that'll happen again, which I don't want. I would rather like Ruby Soho win it and then be like, hey, I want to challenge for the title, and it'd be like something new, and be like, "All right, cool, I'm all right with that." 
How's it going to go even Jamie Hater? I mean, yeah, that like yeah, anything like anything would be better than going back to Brit and Thunder because we went through that for a long time. So like just move on to yeah. like the next few. Yeah. So then we had the main event of AEW was Jeff Hardy versus Steve whatever his name is. Dorsey baby. <laughs> yeah, Steve Dorsey. I forgot his name. But Steve Dorsey. So they're wrestling. Of course, Steve Dorsey gets the win. And then after the match, fucking Bucks come out. And of course, the Bucks are fucking with the Hardy. So there you go, Bucks and Hardys at the pay-per-view. And then Red Dragon comes out. And Red Dragon comes out. And they immediately just get malted by fucking Darby Allin. I lied to you not. Darby jumps <laughs> in the ring. And he literally takes out everybody. And it's like... Dude, like, what, how? He just literally jumps through the ropes and he's just like, you see Bob Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, they're standing on one side and it's just like, literally just like, I'm like, what happened? And it's Darby and he's just beating the shit out of people. <laughs> like, how? It's fucking insane. Meanwhile, while this is all happening, Sting's still walking to the ring. Like, it took him a good 10 minutes to get to the ring. Yes. Sting gets in the ring and like they're fighting like they're fighting everybody. Sting starts beating up people too and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> and then like Bob Fish hits Sting in the back yeah. with a chair and then Sting Sting no-souls it and I'm like, what is happening? They take Sting down eventually and then they come in on Sting like so to me it looks like Red Dragon Wait, you Sting. didn't say the part. You didn't say the best part. What part? Sting, I forget who he hit with it, but Sting oh, has a Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> and he just like tosses that motherfucker in Kyle O'Reilly's face like doink. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. The, so, like, okay. The fucking, like you said, there was a match of the night. That was the moment of the fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm 100% going with Kyle O'Reilly and. Bob Fish versus Sting and uh, Darbo Allen. I'm, I'm yeah. going with that. Yeah, I'm going with that. At the pay-per-view? Yeah, at the pay-per-view, of course. Yeah. Right, so that was AEW. AEW. So yeah, that was that was a pretty good show. So we had NXT and NXT was NXT was NXT. Like it wasn't even like good NXT. It was regular NXT. It had to be with a couple moments like, what the fuck is happening here? So we started off with Trick and Mellow versus Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. And Mellow is getting a match at the pay-per-view. It's like, okay. Metal's getting a match at the pay-per-view. Yes. Thumbs up. But Solo Sokoa gets the win, and then he winds up super kicking Cameron Grimes and holding the title. And it's like, but you're not in the match. I was confused. Like, I actually thought it was so anyway. They, yeah, it, we had that already. But, like, they didn't, they're not doing it again. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Okay. 
So then we get pretty deadly there in the back and they're talking about the war radius, whatever, whatever, whatever. So then we have Lash Legend coming out for her match and we have Shinsuke Nakamura in the background for some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, we have Lash Legend and she's coming out and don't know why she came. I forgot why she came. Oh, she was having a, a match with the girl. And the person she's having a match with, the person she's having a match with is a girl in high school. <laughs> yes, a girl in high school. Literally, high school. Like, not even a gimmick. Yes. She literally said, next week, I'm graduating high school. I'm like, bitch, how are you wrestling? Like, the fuck? Like, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 I'm 18. I still think you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in high school. How are you? First off, how are you training and you're in high school? Something doesn't sound right. Like, she's not in high school. Like, I don't I don't care. She's not in high school. She's not in high school. I don't yeah. care. It's like, you guys, weird. Yeah, you guys are lying. How the fuck is she training and she's in high school? I don't believe it. <laughs> so... Then we get Tony D'Angelo and his two goombas or confidants or whatever you want to call them. They're talking about what they're going to do to Legato del Fantasma later on. So like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So then we get Duke Hudson. He gets interrupted by Brian Breaker. Brian runs by him. So Brian comes out and Joe Gacy says, Brian, listen, I want a match with you. And if you get disqualified, I win the title. It's like, okay, who cares? We get Indy Hartwell, and she's like, hey, I want to face Mandy Rose. I'm like, all right, fine. That sounds great. We have the Creed Brothers versus the Viking Raiders. This was a good match until Julius Creed tried to destroy his ACLs. Don't know why. Like he tried to but, fucking destroy his fucking legs and his fucking ass bone. Like, the way he popped up, like, what the hell? Yes, and he was fucked up through that match. But, yeah, the Creed Brothers won. No, the Viking Raiders won. won. Viking Raiders won. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The Viking Raiders won. So no, you're right. We had... Wesley in the back and he's talking and Nathan Frazier shows up and they're talking and they're being cool and then all of a sudden somebody like dude okay this is what fucks me up about this thing I feel like this Nathan Frazier and Wesley thing is like is gonna be backwards because people are like oh definitely like Wesley is gonna be Gonna team with Nathan Fraser. I'm like, no, because what Wesley said made me go, I think Wesley's gonna team with Zion Quinn. Because you wanna know why? Because I forgot who who they were interviewed, like they were up against, but the person that they were up against, like, was back there. Fucking Wesley said, I'm gonna teach you a lesson for getting in my way. Like the fuck you mean? Like this that's Zion Quinn's thing, not your thing. But whatever. 
So we got beef with the diamond mine. They're angry at each other. We got Zion. I mean, not Zion. Quinn. We got Legado del Fantasma. It's talking about what they're going to do later. And we also have fucking Grayson Waller and his new girlfriend saying, I'm going to beat up Andre Chase and I'm going to beat up that girl too. And I don't know why. Whatever. Brian Breaker's outside. He gets checked by Juke Hudson. He said, next week I want to fight you. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to beat your ass. So Grayson Waller is in there and he's got a match against Chase University. And of course, Grayson Waller wins. Then we get Toxic Detraction talking about whatever the hell they're talking about. We get Roxy moving on in her match. And Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong versus Pretty Deadly next week. I don't know why that's a thing, but they want to show fucking the other two, the Creed brothers, that they're cool. So we get the BBC in the back, and they're back there, and fucking uh, Legato, not the, Tony D'Angelo's two boys come up to him and say, hey, we're going to fight you in a ring next week. Okay, we're going to fight next week. Yeah. So we get Wesley versus um, Nathan Frazier. Good match until Von Wagner show up. And it's like, okay, cool. Alright. Cora Jade and um, Roxy and Legado del Fantasma Electra was talking. He was like, yeah, that, that that's a thing. So, yeah, those were things that happened in NXT. And also, Von Wagner threw Wesley over the top rope onto some fucking announce table from the ring. We're like, okay, cool. We get the main event. Yeah. We get the main event, which is Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo. And the match is going, and Tony D'Angelo's goons bring out the crowbar so he can use it. And we're like, oh shit, he's going to use a crowbar. Like, Legato del Fantasma stops it. Like, oh no, he's not going to use a crowbar. But fucking Santos Escobar goes on to the other side, grabs a pair of brass knuckles, and bam! Tony D'Angelo is done. So yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, like, I feel like this was like an average show. Like, it was a lot, but a lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, and the violence in the background tell you just how sad the show was. Basically. Yes. <laughs> so, that was, uh, that, that that was the rest of the show. That show sucked. <laughs> that show sucked. It was, it was really bad. I was like, eh, whatever, who cares? So, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. It was... It was. It was. It is. This is... This is why I saved it to the end because there's so yeah. much I have to talk about in this one show. This is one show alone. This is one show alone. Yeah, so... Seven fifty. 
757, yeah, right about 750, 749, leaks online. This is what the show is going to be. This is all the matches. This is what everything's going to be. And at the top of the show was a match that was highlighted. Now, when the run sheets leak, like honestly leak, you can tell what's what and what's this and what's blah, blah, blah. If something's written in red, it's a 90% thing that is going to be changed if it's written in red. If it's written in red with no producers or no referee assigned to it, there's almost a 100% chance that that match is going to be changed because there's no way in hell that you put together the main event match without having a producer attached or a referee attached. But there was no producer attached on a run sheet, and it was written in red, which means it's subject to change, and also no referee attached. That doesn't seem normal, does it? Mm-mm. Not at all. But, hey, it's fine. Let's just get to the show. Then we have the show open. The show opens with Bob Lash versus Omas in the cage. And it's like, okay. I'm going to have a cage match. And they're fighting on the top of the cage. And I'm like, oh my God, there's such... Like, WWE has such shitty jobs that it's like, they literally go, they're at the top of the cage and I look at the cage and I see this one piece of cage. And I'm like, oh, they're going to go out through the middle of the cage. Okay, cool. Fuck it. And as I say that, Omos throws Lashley through the middle of the cage. And it's like, okay, here's the fucking weird part. Lashley's on a cage. He's literally laying on a cage trying to get his bearings. Omos is standing in the ring like a big, dumb, gigantic idiot. And it's like, dude, one, you could have ran out on the fucking steps. You could have jumped out on the fucking steps. You could have jumped out and put your feet on the ground. That's one. Two, that big-ass gaping hole. Dude, you could have climbed the fuck out and jumped out right on the fucking, right on the outside. It's a big fucking gaping hole. Why didn't you do that? Why? Nope. And Lashley gets his bearings together. Oh, I'm going to stand up. Lashley stands up. Oh, shit. I stood up. I'm out. The referee goes, wait, I don't know if that's true. Referee goes over to check with fucking Mike Rome. Dude, I think because he put his feet outside and he was in the match, but now he's outside. I think that means Bobby Lashley won. And the timekeeper next to him goes, Sounds right to me. So, fucking, fucking Tony. Like I'm like, dude, what is happening? And it just goes, yeah, he won the match. I'm like, why? Why did we just go through this whole dumbass situation? Like this literally was ten minutes in time. This was literally ten minutes in fucking time that this whole entire thing happened. And I'm like, dude, what is happening? I am so lost. I am so fucking lost in this like this ending. Cause it was like, yo, he could have almost could have got out there. Almost could have uh-huh. got out this like everything could have happened. It could have been so great, bro. But no, that's not what happened. I'm like, what the fuck? It was like, very bad. Was it any key also out there where he could have stopped uh, um Lassie from getting off the little cage part? Yes. And B, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not the first time they went with this fucking, like, thing. So, of course, if your feet touch the floor, you win. Like, 
we've done this like three, three or four times before the cage mm-hmm. breaking. Not the first time. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> so then we get supposedly Ali versus Austin Theory. But no, no, no. Theory's got a secret plan. I don't want this referee. I want a referee that's impartial to me. It's the Miz. Okay, we're gonna have a match. No, you're not gonna face him. You're gonna face Veer. Okay. So Ali gets beat by Veer. Uh, okay. So it, in my heart of hearts, it's like I feel like honestly, Ali should win. Like Ali should wind up winning the title some like at some point. But Austin Theory is like the chosen one. Austin Theory is the chosen one. And they are making like they're making fucking Ali look like a piece of crap. And that's not what he should look like. But no. luckily, luckily, the Mysterios show up. And you know what's really funny? Like we reported on here because we got information from a quote-unquote old reliable source. That's right, quote-unquote old reliable source. I'm going to poke holes in a lot of that old reliable tonight. But that quote-unquote old reliable source said Rey Mysterio was out with stem cell surgery and he was going to be out for a while and Dominic was going to be going solo from him. But it's very clearly that they're together right now. Yes, they may do that separation later on, but that person literally said that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Ray is going to be out for a while, and they're going to repackage Dominic, and he was going to go by himself. That's what was said by that trusted wrestling news source. Said that was happening. And apparently that's not what happened. Ray was back immediately as soon as he put that thing out and said, oh, well, yeah, and that's what happened. This is, this is that's who you rely on your news from. That's who you rely on your news from, somebody who's always... Just going, all right, yeah, I'm half-assing it, but, like, yeah, here's here's what's going on. It's like, dog, like, you put this out, and everybody jumped at it, and everybody believed it, and was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, then all of a sudden, here's Ray and fucking Dominic beating up Veer. And it's like, that's so stupid. He gets that shit. Yeah. So, then we get to backstage. Adam Pierce is there. And all of a sudden, Becky Lynch runs up on him and was like, hey, we have to change the main event. I'm going to, like, you should just give me the title match. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you should give me the title match. It wasn't going to be a six-pack. They advertised the six-pack challenge, like, immediately as it came on the air. Like, it wasn't, like, we'll get into all of the specifics in a second. But they advertised it soon as it came on the air. And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, so Sasha and Naomi, they took their bags and took their titles and they left. And they're gone. Like, so you should give me the title match. And he's like, I can't do that. So he literally just, like, he says that, and it goes to commercial. And, like, immediately, everybody just immediately goes, oh, this is a work. This is a work. Somebody even said, oh, Sonya Deville has something to do with this. This is this. This is that. This is this. Well, none of that was a work. And I have to, like, I have to credit Becky Lynch I have to credit her so much as being a sweet soul that tries to save the world because she literally tried to save this moment by like, hey, the whole world is burning down in chaos. 
let me make a story out of this so I can shoot my peeps some bail. They left because they didn't want to have a match with me. Okay, now it sounds like they were just scared of you. All right, bet. You just shot some bail. Great. Boom. So that's what happened. That's how she left it. Now, let's get into the story because it's a lot to unpack here. A lot. Not even joking. Just a whole fucking lot. And I'm going to start at the WWE statement. Let's start right at the top with the WWE statement. From the corporate statement themselves. WWE issued a statement said, Tonight, Naomi and Sasha Banks left. They went to John Laurinaitis. They put their tag team titles on John Laurinaitis' desk and said, We didn't feel comfortable with two of the women that were in this match. And we decided to leave. We could not do this. So we left. So they said that. And this goes on. The statement goes on to say, after rehearsing for eight hours on this match, they didn't feel comfortable with two competitors in the ring. WWE always brings their product. We're sorry that we had to change the main event. We don't do this. Yes, we are a scripted show, but we don't change our main events. Huh? Everything, everything about that goddamn statement was rolled from top to bottom. A to Z was like, oh, for real? And I love how some people immediately jumped on that eight, like that WWE thing. It was like, oh, we're only going to quote the, they never deliver on their matches. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, and the eighth thing. Not anything else. They're not going to dissect this and pick this apart. Like, okay, if you're lying about those two big statements that you put out and like everything else in this five statement thing, those two statements, the big statements, you're going to act like, okay, well, they lie about that. So you're not going to question everything else in this fucking autograph, like everything that they wrote, everything in the statement, you're not going to question it? No. Okay, cool. Fine. You're going to go with whatever you're going to say? All right, fine. I'm going to get into that in a minute, but like, fuck it. Like, that's what you're going to go. But that's what WWE's statement was. Okay, fine. So as that happened, news was trickling out all over, all over, all over, all over. And it caught the eye of Big Damo. Big Damo was like, huh? Because he saw it and said, they felt unsafe with two of the wrestlers. And then everybody immediately jumped on, they felt unsafe with two of the wrestlers. Oh, it must have been Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Look what she did last week when Dewdrop sat on her. Oh, or it might be because Nikki botches sometimes. Oh, that's who it was. Well, you want to know who those two wrestlers that they didn't feel safe was, quote unquote, was Asuka and Becky. And it's like, it's literally like, as soon as I saw that, like, I was like, fucking Sasha and Naomi trust Becky and Asuka with their lives. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's that that's what would spot it out. And I was like, okay, all right. So here's the breakdown of what happened in the story. And I will love to dissect this because this is very cool and very sexy because like a lot of you assholes just like jump through like really dumb shit. But this is really sexy and awesome because this story is great. So the story time comes hey this is the run sheet this is what's going on this is what's happening okay the main event six pack challenge oscar versus becky versus 
Nikki versus Dewdrop versus Sasha versus Naomi. Okay, cool. Well, Naomi is going to go over. Okay? Yeah, but Naomi's going to go over and she's going to face Bianca Belair. Oh, oh, okay. Well, don't you think that's a little weird because we're the tag team champions? No, no, no. They do that all the time. Like, it's perfectly fine. And, like, that was going to happen. And, Sasha, you're going to take on Ronda Rousey. So, wait. We're the tag team champions and we're going to face the main champions and lose immediately and just basically discredit our tag titles. Some people are like, well, that elevates the tag titles if they're losing. Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen the tag team champions lose to the two main champions and go, that elevated the tag team titles? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're, you're, you're just you're just dick riding right now. Like, you're, you're dick riding and hating at the same time. Like, that never makes any fucking sense. You're crazy. You're fucking yeah. crazy. So, Sasha goes, yo, I this ain't gonna work for us. This, this, this isn't how this works. Like, yo, we're trying to build up, like, we're attacking. We're building up our brand. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like this, this is our thing. We're like we're attacking, attacking champions. You doing this doesn't make any sense. Vince is like, well, you, you two are going for world titles. What the fuck? Like, why are you upset, dude? We want like we want to defend our tag titles. How about have us versus Nikki and Dewdrop? Well, at the pay per view, uh, Nikki and Dewdrop could cost you two of your match. What? Like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, if this was just a regular match, yes. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, what do you want? Yeah, just have us have us face them at the pay-per-view. We want to face them. We really want to face them. We want to elevate these tag titles. We have a tag team. Let's face them. Let's do this. Let's do this in the pay-per-view. Let's, how about this? How about one of the other two win and we brawl to set up our match at the pay-per-view? How about that? No. I want Bianca versus Naomi. But we're tag team champions. Why are you not seeing that that's devaluing the tag team championships? You're crazy. You're, you're in title matches. What do you mean? Dude, we're a tag team. We have a tag team together. We are tag team champions. You don't give a shit about these tag team titles. We want to defend them together at the pay-per-view. When is the last time they've been defended at the pay-per-view? Oh, they were defended at WrestleMania. Duh. When are the last time we actually faced some tag team at a pay-per-view? Well, that was the last pay-per-view. We just had backlash. We weren't even close to backlash. We weren't even on backlash. We had to wrestle two weeks later after backlash. Um, uh, um... I don't know what you're talking about, but you're you're in the main event. I, I don't care. We're a tag team. I care more about these tag team titles than being in the main event. This doesn't like this doesn't intrigue me. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Just go talk to Molly Holly or something. So they send Sasha and Naomi to talk to Molly Holly. And Molly Holly's trying to relay word to Vince and their telephone telewrestler. You know how that is. So Vince. After the meeting goes right to fucking gorilla position. So they're trying to get the Vince and like, we can we talk more, talk this more out. We have more to say. We want to talk about this. We want to talk about that. Like we 
feel like we shouldn't be in this match. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. Can we talk this out, please? Like Vince, like Vince is in gorilla position. He doesn't fucking do. He doesn't do fucking meetings. So instead of just sitting around not doing nothing and trying to get the Vince's fucking ear at fucking eight o'clock, Sasha and Naomi go fuck it, fuck this shit, and they left. They fucking left in the middle of the show. And it was like, um, okay. So, first off, I understand them leaving. I understand all of that. And there's an old wrestling adage, like, you don't leave once the show starts. Before the show, yeah, go. During the show, it's kind of a no-no. And that seemed like, that scene as bad look to some of the wrestlers. It's like, yo, you, like, you were gonna get a title match. What's wrong with you? Like, and you still left in the middle of the show? Like, you could've talked it out with Vince. But like I said, once Vince is in Gorilla, there's no changing. There's nothing you can do. So what they wanted to talk about never got to his ears. <clears throat> so they left. They fucking left. They just said, hasta la bye-bye. And they're gone. So then immediately, WWE starts calling them unprofessional. And like, they start throwing out little shit here and there. And then immediately they go, oh, the girls in the back, they're pissed at this. They're pissed at this fucking decision. And it's like, Oh, well, maybe the girls in the back hate them. And then you see people like Shayna Baszler type up this real wild Dungeons and Dragons type letter, just post it with pictures and say nothing. Leave it up for leave it up for three hours and then delete it. It's like, yeah, I, I guess the girls do hate them. People sending like little like little hidden messages through their tweets and shit, and you're like, Oh, I, I thought they hated them. People post like people posting old photos that have nothing to do with nothing of just like Sasha and Naomi in the like in the photos of like, oh man, I enjoyed my trip to Greece. Bitch, that trip to Greece was like three years ago and it had Sasha and Naomi in it just because you want to support them, but you don't want it you don't want the company to yell at you. So you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna just do this little little sneaky thing behind their back. And it's like, you can see what was going on, like how the people were kind of supporting them. Like, yeah, no, we understand that you're standing up for your rights as far as the tag team titles and how you felt like you don't want to be put in this position of just like cannon fodder for fucking Ronda and Bianca. And like, even like, the funny part was, Immediately, like I said, immediately people thought the two unsafe workers was Nikki and Dewdrop. Nikki and Dewdrop was on a text message with Sasha and Naomi and be like and Oscar and fucking Becky. They all texted them and said, Doug, it's not we did not say that we didn't want to work with you. And Nikki and Dewdrop text back was like, Yeah, we heard that you guys wanted to put us on the pay-per-view. Like, we understand. Like, and of course, Becky and Oscar are just like, fam, we, like, we understand. Like, we get it. 
Like, we fucking get it. So, that was the thing. It was like, it was really fucking weird. And so, the people, the funny part was, the people who wasn't saying nothing in WWE, they had, like, everybody going, why won't nobody stand up for them? It was weird because immediately, like, everybody from AEW was like, nah, fam, we understand how it is to be over there, and God damn it, good. Fucking good. Like, at least somebody standing up for fucking something over there. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one time where it's like, people shouldn't even look at it and be like, oh, they're unprofessional, they're disrespectful. They literally said, we're not doing this for us. We're doing this for everybody. Which Sasha has been saying since she won those tag titles and had them. This isn't for us. This is for everybody. We're not just doing this for us. So every time we take a stand, it's not just for us. It's for everybody. And she's been saying that. She's been saying it over and over and over again. So when the girls hear this shit, they're like, yeah, like, yeah, that was right. Like, I understand. And some of them are like, yeah, we get it. But like you, even during the show, still kind of weird. Like, because like, like I said, that's the old wrestler thing. You can't leave during the show. Before the show, like, but during the show, no. And like, it's got people, it got people talking. It was like, to be honest, it was way more exciting than what was going on on Raw. It was 100% yeah. more exciting. And I like, I totally agree with them standing up for their creative and what they wanted to do. Like, I understand what they wanted to do. I understand. Like, people should do this. And it was funny how Zack Ryder was like, he wanted to be a dick about it and go, yeah, I should have went in there and told Vince I didn't want to get thrown off the stage. And of course, out of nowhere, just like a superhero in the night, Phil Brooks came and said, you're too much of a bitch to do it. Why don't you shut the fuck up? I'm like, oh, shit. Like, Yeah, he pretty much said that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I did not just see punk coming out of nowhere to, to save the day as always. But yeah, it's like... He, he pretty much did the same thing for his career. You know what I mean? Like, if more people did what they're doing, like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't get the shit we have. That's what a lot of people said. Like, immediately as it happened, was like, more people need to stand the fuck up for what they believe in. And more mm-hmm. people need to stand the fuck up with what they believe in. And like I said, the only reason some wrestlers are like looking at this as a bad optic is because you left during the show. Like, they don't like, they like, yeah, we agree with everything else, but you did it the wrong way by leaving during the show. And that's what a lot of the wrestlers are saying. It's like, yeah, I understand, but you left during the show. Like, it was during the show. So, you know what I mean? It's like, that felt that little, felt a little off. No, I, I understand that. But, you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, like, a lot of people are like, oh my god, that was great. A lot, of, a lot of people, like, a lot of us are just, like, behind them because it's like, you stood up for your fucking creative. You stood in their face and said, yo, fuck you, this is wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stand against it. And it's like, yeah, you took a stand. Finally, somebody took a fucking stand. Yep. And it's like, we agree with that. But like, WWE tried to paint this whole smear campaign. And it's like, 
people was like, oh, they're gonna get fired, they're gonna get suspended, they're gonna get this, they're gonna blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you can't, like, they're in a war against AEW. You really want, like, you really want to lose two of your top talents? And I know you, you're going to be like, well, Naomi goes over to fucking AEW. She's going to be hot. And Sasha isn't, like, she isn't even a person anymore. She's not a human anymore. She literally, the day after Raw, the day after Raw, this wasn't planned. The day after Raw, she was on a Kevin Hart YouTube show. It had a million views, <laughs> a million views in a day. <clears throat> 24 hours, 1 million views. And it's like, okay. And you got <clears throat> all these people asking, who is that? Yo, she's from wrestling? Like, I thought she was this. I thought she was that. Yo, who is that? Who is that? Yo, that's a chick from The Mandalorian. Yo, this is... Yeah. It's like, under there, you see all of these comments of people going, yo, who's this, who's this? It's got people on fucking, like, just regular fucking superstars going, oh, I don't know who she is, but she looks dope. And it's like, you forget that she's not, she's not a regular wrestler. She is, I've been saying this time and time and time again. You're not going to have her for that long. And especially treating her like this, you're definitely not going to have her that long. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just saying this, just throwing this out there right now because this was always going to happen. But shit, fuck it. She's like Mandalorian season three is coming out at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. they still have scenes that they need to finish. And it's like, dog, like you're you're telling me like she's gravitating higher and higher and higher in the movie world and somebody immediately goes well if you don't like the creative on a movie you can't just walk off bitch these are two different fucking things this is a scripted wrestling show this is a scripted wrestling show controlled by an evil maniacal dick and it's like that is totally different than a fucking movie a movie is a script that is written and create it for you. It's like, all right, this is the character I got online. You have to be this. <clears throat> well, I don't think my character would do this. You're not your character. Your character is your character. You're not that. So do this. Okay. <clears throat> that's it. Like, that's it. It's, there's nothing to it. Like, there's no, oh, I don't like that. Well, too bad. That's your character. <clears throat> Wrestling, you make your character. You like I say, all right, this is your character, you're Sasha Banks. Okay. Now you bring Sasha Banks to life. You breathe life into her. You make her how you want to. Totally different than this is this, 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 this. Here's the script. <laughs> okay. Exactly. But people don't get that and they're just like really assholes. Yeah. So, I mean, she's gonna be good regardless. So, here's the thing mm-hmm. Naomi, like losing Naomi would be like a huge risk, too. Not only because, like, she's one of the most talented people on that roster, also, right? Mm-hmm. I see it as a domino effect. 
for people that live under a rock, she's married to Jimmy Uso. So, you know what I mean? He could wind up leaving and she gets fired. Then you have Jay leave. Then Jay leaves. And then you have Tamina leave. Tamina leave. Only one there is going to be Roman Reigns. But like, oh shit, my family not here no more? Fuck it. I'm leaving too. I ain't got to be here. Like, and you know, Roman Reigns, he's a big fucking deal now too. Like, you don't need him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it being a domino, but this is this is a thing that mm-hmm. a lot of people did not see because mm-hmm. like pandemic hit and they missed this whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the 2020 Women's World Rumble, Naomi came in with her hair out, her hair in a fro. She did this badass move. She jumped over the, she jumped in a ring and she was dancing. A lot of people totally missed that because that clip went far. It went, it didn't go like, oh, a regular far. It went far. It was had black movie stars, black actors, black directors. They all was like, yo, who is this? Yo, she's dope. And the only reason it never got followed up on was because of the pandemic. Once the pandemic hit, everybody was like, I don't care about anything. And nobody did anything. Because Kiki Palmer was on Good Morning America. She saw her and talked about her on Good Morning America. WWE didn't prompt her to go, oh yeah, she was like, yeah, I saw this girl wrestling and she looked like me. And I want to know more about Naomi on Good Morning America. And it was like, oh shit, like this is gaining traction. Like it started gaining traction. And this was months after the fucking Royal Rumble. This was literally in fucking March where people were like, yo, who is this? Who is this girl? And this was from the fucking Royal Rumble. She was gaining traction and she can just do anything like that. Her dress as Bumblebee from DC Team Titans is still a fucking vibe. People, people in DC actually reference that photo. Like, and it's like, dumb. You think that her leaving it won't be big? Naomi doesn't. Naomi doesn't know her power. Like, she literally doesn't know. Like, she she knows that she's good. She doesn't know her power yet. She has never stepped outside of WWE and outside of wrestling to figure out that. Oh shit, I'm a fucking superstar. She didn't do that because she's like, yo, I want to do wrestling. I want to do this. I want to be here. I'm, this is my thing. She never decided to go, I need to step my toe out and see what's going on. Like Sasha, like Sasha got grabbed and was like, no, you're coming here. Like Naomi, if Naomi decided to go, Okay, I'm gonna set my toe out and see what's out. Oh my god, everybody loves me because I'm I'm this. Oh my god, well, I'm gone. And people have not, they have not thought about that because they don't see her as that. They just see her as, oh, she's Naomi, she's this, whatever. She's gonna be around. <clears throat> Once she steps outside, like I said, you had people bring her on fucking Good Morning America the clip on Good Morning America before the pandemic it was like this girl is special if 
like I said, if the pandemic would not have hit, who knows what would have happened to Naomi. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, she, like, both of them are, like, can't lose superstars, especially the AEW. Like, you lose even one of them, it's, like, it's a death nail for you. It, it's bad. But, yeah, like, uh, we stand with Naomi and Sasha, and, like, we agree. And 100%. dovetailing out of that, Stephanie Mann's gone. Yeah, like, what's up with that? I seen that earlier today. Stephanie McMahon's gone. Stephanie McMahon is gone. She is gone from WWE. She said, I am going to take some time to be with my family and make sure my family is, is okay. As of tomorrow, I'm stepping away from WWE. <clears throat> and everybody was like, hold up, what? And literally, like, inside sources are saying... A lot of the people in the company literally found out through that tweet. They was like, wait, what? Like, hold up. But here's the thing. Investors have known this for a week or two. And like, they found this out, like, because they secretly told them. It was like, no, Stephanie's going to be stepping away for a while or longer. But while she's gone, Nick Khan is going to take all of her responsibilities. It's like, oh, okay, it's like, it like, wait, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Hold, bring that back. If you're just stepping away to handle family issues, you're going to be gone for a little bit of time. You say, like, what she said in her statement was like, for a little bit of time. And they were like, no, Nick Khan's going to take over her duties. And then in a statement that WWE said to somebody was like, yeah, like, she's going to be gone for indefinite amount of time. Yeah, but Stephanie will always be a part of the WWE family. Hold on. When you say somebody's going to be part of the WWE family, that means, listen, that person's no longer here, but they're still going to be part of our family. Like, when you say they will still be part of that WWE family, that means that person, yeah, that person ain't here. That person is just like, just like tangentially here in this word only. And it's like, Hold on. Hold on. What's happening? And like this is like this feels like this feels not good. This feels not good. Just like as just a normal person and just like a person that's involved in wrestling. It this is not good. Like I know people are like, well, maybe it's her taking care of Triple H or whatever. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I know that. Like, maybe, maybe that's happening too. But like, this doesn't feel right. Like, this doesn't feel like it doesn't feel right. Like, this this her just tweeting that out in the middle of the day, just saying, "Yeah, I'm going from WWE as of tomorrow." Sorry, guys. It's like, what is what is happening? Like, this not like this doesn't feel right at all. It doesn't. Like, I don't know where this is going to lead to or, like, what big shift this is going to lead to, but this doesn't seem right at all. Like, this, this, like, some people will be like, this feels like this is the end of WWE. And I don't see that. I feel like, as I said before, I feel like it's a power grab for somebody inside of that company 
saying, I want to absorb all of the power and I'm going to start collecting these motherfuckers like infinity stones. And when <laughs> the time comes, I'm going to snap and everything is going to turn to rocks. Mm. And I, 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 like I said before, I feel, I felt it, I see it, and it's each day things are coming further and further into tuition. So, yeah, that, that's a thing. Yeesh. But, yeah, we get back to Raw and... No, go ahead. I said, wow. Yeah. We get back to Raw and we see Becky with Pierce and Pierce says, okay, Becky, it's going to be you versus Oscar later. All right, cool, me versus Oscar. So then we get in the ring and we have Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. And they had a match. And I swear that they were going to try to finish it with Jimmy hitting, getting kicked with the RKO off the top rope. But like they kept teasing it twice. They teased it a third time, and it was like, oh, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. It's like, nah, it's not going to happen. But I'm going to beat him anyway. Okay. Okay. So they also made the announcement that Friday it's going to be undisputed tag team championship match. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't think it's going to go the way everybody thinks it is, but... It's going to be the same, like, we're going to have Wait. two champions. Wait, you don't think it's going to go the same way that everybody thinks it's going to go, where the match is going to get really fucked up because Roman's going to get in there because he's mad at Matt Riddle <laughs> and beat the shit out of him, and then they're going to either wind up turning into a Hell in a Cell, or they're going to turn it into Randy versus Roman? What? What do you mean? That That's 100% what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what are those two scenarios are going to spin out of this? Yes. But then we get to the back and Los Letharios, who are now on Raw for some reason, are trying to talk to Liv Morgan and Liv Morgan's friends, the Bullet Club, AJ and Finn come up to her and say, hey, we're going to watch you back. And she's like, they were like, you want to come out there while we beat these guys up? She's like, I don't know. And then they walk away. She starts smiling. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So then we had Judgment Day. And they're talking about how they're going to beat up AJ and Finn and blah, blah, blah. And Edge literally says, well, there's more to come from Judgment Day. And then he tweets online about Ciampa and tweets online about Paige. He tweets online about a bunch of people. And it's funny because, like, this is this, you now hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. But before Edge tweeted out about Paige, I seen something about Paige at the performance center. I was like, oh, yeah. And somebody was like, oh, yeah, she's, she's probably down there to be a, a fucking manager or something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That was weird. And then when Edge tweeted that, I'm like, okay, there's some smoke to this fire. There's really some smoke to this fire. I, I, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. Then, then I thought about it. I was like, when is the fucking last time Paige has been on Twitch? Hold up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
There's more smoke than there's fire. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a Okay. All right. I see what's happening here. I see. But yeah. So then we get back to the ring and Los Ethereals get beat up against AJ and Finn and Liv Morgan is out there. And the match is over. AJ and Finn win. And then Liv Morgan gets in the ring and they throw up the two sweet. Liv Morgan throws it up and she's a bullet babe now. So yeah. That's funny. Right. I'm all for it though. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I'm like, here's Liv So, then we get Kevin Owens, Chad Gable, and they're waiting for the results of the DNA test. And they get it back in. It's inconclusive because of barbecue sauce. What? Yeah, barbecue sauce. What do you mean barbecue sauce? Yeah, um, yeah, Chad Gable must have checked out that restaurant. With, and he's like, wait, what? He's like, no, you did that. And now... Kevin Owens is pissed again. That's fucked up. <laughs> and then we get Sparkle Darkness versus Sonya Deville. I like so Alexa, Alexa beats Sonya Deville again. Sonya Deville is angry that the referee didn't do something that she wanted. So Sonya hits the ref. And apparently online... Now Sonya Deville is suspended indefinitely. Ha-ha. She's like, I didn't even do anything. He's like, nope, you suspended, bitch. Ah! <laughs> okay. So then Cody comes out. Cody's out here and Cody's talking. And he said, I couldn't be a dream, so I'm going to be a nightmare. And he says... All right, Rollins, you want to do this? All right, me and you, one-on-one. Hell in a cell. Come on, bitch. Hell in a cell. And then he just laughed. I mean, he didn't laugh, but the Joker laughed. Because, dude, like, I don't care how much they keep trying to run away from it. Cody out there in his suit, talking all smart and looking like a million dollars, looking like a millionaire, talking about all the stuff he's done inherited stuff from Thomas Wayne and how Thomas Wayne ran the city and now I'm going to run the city and I'm going to be a better version of Thomas Wayne. I'm going to take over the Wayne Foundation. I'm going to make things better. And then the Joker just shows up and fucks it up. That's what's happening here. How is nobody putting this shit together? It's literally, it's literally Batman and the Joker. How are you not getting this? You know what upset me? What? Now, Cody R. Seth has posted like at least like a meme of that shit. Cause both of them are comic book fans. Dude, you know what's Cody going on. Biggest fucking Batman mark. Cody is the biggest Batman mark, and he has not yet once said, "Yes, we're Batman and the Joker." How do you not, dude? When fucking Seth Rollins shows up, he just—you don't even see him. You just hear his laugh. And yes. He like, and it was so eerie, because, like, that's some Joker shit. And you're like, what the... This is just straight-up Batman and Joker. Like, no one is calling this what it is. It's Batman and Joker. I'm waiting for... Like, I'm waiting for him to literally call us out. Like, just say Batman and Joker. Look at it. 
when, when y'all finally hear it, remember you heard it first here on the We Are Wrestling podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, and we've been calling Seth the Joker for years. Exactly. So then we get Elias, I mean Ezekiel versus Gable. So the funniest part about this is Kevin Owens is on commentary and Kevin Owens goes, I ain't liar. He literally goes, Cody Rose said he hasn't wrestled in six years. He's a liar. I'm like, Doug, like, you can't say that. I'm not here. <laughs> and he just started calling out all of Elias's moves that Ezekiel was doing. He's like, yeah, that's a, that's a Elias move. He's like, this guy's alive. He's like, I hate liars. And I'm just cracking the fuck up because it's like, he's literally just calling everything out. Like, he's calling so much shit out. Like, he even called Corey a liar. He's like, dude, what you do in your everyday life, you just lie. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, he's like, he was so good on commentating. He was like, wow. And of course, Elias gets the win. And then we get... <laughs> Z, whatever, fuck him. He's alive. He's alive. We get a backstage segment with Truth and Akira Tozawa trying to break up, and then Truth says he wants he wants the title. Dana runs into Carmella, and Carmella says, "Truth, I'll get you. I'll help you get your title back if you help me beat up Dana Brooks." Okay, sure. Lacey Evans comes out, and Lacey Evans says. Yeah, guys, I'm here. I want all of the Marines and all of the service people to stand up. Something, something, something about service and people. We love y'all. I'm from the service. I'm Army Strong. I'm Lacey Evans. I'm like, uh, okay. But just all of a sudden, it's like, okay. I didn't know what else to say. Okay. So... Then we get the main event. Bianca Belair comes out. So Bianca Belair is sitting and she's sitting at ringside. Asuka and Becky are in the ring. They start fighting. They start going at it. And so Becky keeps trying to get Bianca to hit her. She keeps trying to get Bianca to hit her. Bianca doesn't hit her. So Bianca does distract her, but she wants to distract the referee instead. So Bianca distracts the referee. This is, I don't understand for the life of me how this happened and why this happened. <clears throat> like, I want somebody to explain it to me. Becky grabs Asuka's umbrella. She grabs her umbrella. She turns around. Asuka missed her. How did you not think to open the umbrella? Okay. Okay. <laughs> how? That should have been your first thought. Oh, I'm going to open the umbrella. She's going to miss me. I, oh, shit. I fucked up. And... Asuka pins Bianca and now Asuka is going to Helena Cell to wrestle Bianca. This match wouldn't have been possible because it would have been Naomi versus Bianca, which would have which would have also been great, but they probably would have held off this Asuka versus Bianca match to like whenever. But honestly, like nothing against Naomi because like if Naomi was in there, it would have been fun. But like, Oscar versus Bianca is really good too. I'm not yep. complaining. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against that. 
So yeah, like a, it's a good thing. Yeah, that, that was dope. So um, that was uh this first half of the week of roughly. You, you, you got anything to say to end the show? Goodbye, everybody. But we stand with Sasha and, and Naomi. I'm just calling it Trinity. <laughs> you, I see. 